Hello everyone, my name is Jess and welcome back to that First Step podcast. Thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode choosing this new passion project and especially to those who kindly messaged with helpful feedback and wholehearted support. It has been a wonderful and exciting week which has made me even more excited to publish episode one. So without further ado, let's get into the show. When I was trying to decide on an introductory first episode for this podcast series, I really wanted to pick a title of a part of my life when I took that first step that made everything change. The thing that was most prominent in my mind was back when I was in university in Cork, very comfortable in Cork, and we had to decide on where to go on placement. I remember having a conversation with my placement officer, pointing out every single pharmaceutical company in Cork, or any company in Cork, because I was never leaving. It makes me laugh now because at the time, for some strange reason, I had this insane illogical fear of ever living anywhere else. So finally, she convinced me. I applied to one place in Dublin. This trading securities firm in Dublin that was offering a finance role. It wasn't the big four because for some reason I was allergic to that as well. So I applied, she convinced me, I got the interview in my French connection black dress that shows up a few times in this episode and got the job. I moved to Dublin the last weekend of June and came back every single weekend from the end of June until December 21st. I arrive home back in Cork and I'm never leaving again. That's it. I'm finishing my undergrad, I'm doing a master's and I'm moving in with my nana because I'm never leaving Cork. But then everything changes. So that is why the title of this podcast is called that first step to leaving your comfort zone because as soon as you do as terrifying as it might be that's when the magic happens so let's get into the rest of this episode so fast forward two years i'm back in cork doing my final year exams in ucc studying finance absolutely adored the course had applied for a master's in asset management with the idea of going into aircraft leasing. So this was my plan. By the way, if you haven't gauged already, I was always a gal with a plan, never deviated from it, quite stubborn, and thought I knew what was best for me. One Saturday night, I'm sitting in, again, I'm 18, I'm sitting in on a Saturday night, but that's another conversation. (laughs) So I'm sitting in, after studying all day long for my upcoming exams. And I get an email to say that this particular company was coming to campus on Tuesday, offering travel, consulting, the works. So I posed this question to my friend who's sitting on the couch next to me and they said, ah, why are you bothered? You're doing your master's, you're staying in Cork, aren't you happy out? 
And for some reason, I don't know why, but that rattled me for some strange reason. So I agreed, but applied to the email. I don't know how I got away with it because I'm the worst liar in the world, but it worked. Maybe they were too busy looking at Gabio to look at the look on my face. So it's Monday evening. I have an interview Tuesday morning. This is a couple of days later. So I'm trying to prep for the interview on the Tuesday morning. I have told no one because I'm Jess. I have a plan. I'm doing the master's. I'm staying in Cork for the rest of my life, probably living with my nan. Anyway, go to the gym because I'm up, up the walls and I come home, sleep a little bit, but so nervous about the interview that I only knew was happening about two days ago. So I go into my lecture. And on Tuesday morning, I also had the same lecture, corporate valuation, which I adored. Shout out to any finance heads out there. And in the middle of my lecture, I get an email to say, hey Jess, we're pulling this interview forward to 12 instead of two. Is that okay with you? So my naive self, obviously said, of course, no problem. When my hair was on top of my head, my dress stuffed in my bag, my heels stuffed in my dress, I'm not one bit prepared. So I guess about 10 to 12 and I sneak out of the lecture, run to the bathroom, throw on the French Connection black dress that would have been on so many interview panels it got me my placement interview in Dublin. It was the dress I wore to every college presentation that I did well in. So it was a bit of a, a symbol for me, maybe a, to ease my nervous ways. So I show up to the interview and I'm greeted by two beautiful, incredible women. And it goes so well to the point where I leave and think, oh God, they must have thought the worst. Again, typical Jess being so cynical. So about an hour later, I get an email with the job offer. And I thought, no, hardly, hardly. Still haven't told anyone, by the way. So the next day on April 1st, which is April Fool's Day, I get another email asking me when I want to start. So I thought it was about time to tell people. So I told my mom, who was obviously a bit shell-shocked. And then I started telling a few others who were like, no, but Jess, you're staying in Cork. Like this company is up north. You travel the world with it. Like you're never leaving Cork. To which I followed, I know. I just sent an email last Saturday. What am I doing? So fast forward to Monday, June 1st. I drive up north. It's lashing rain. I'm hoping this isn't a bad sign to this new start and this new job I'm starting tomorrow day at work, fresh white shirt, gorgeous grey trousers from Brooks Brothers, really nice shoes. It was to be my uniform from here on out. Two days later on the Thursday morning, we're in a training class. The lecturer of the training class, who's also quite senior in the company, asked me a question, to which I answer with an answer that isn't in the book or wasn't in the chapter. He greeted me with, that answer isn't in the chapter and gave me a bit of a look. Honest to God, I felt so sick, again, doubting myself, which as you can tell is a bit of a trend in my past. So I walk out of the lecture, it's about half 11 when it's finished. 
and then it's about five to one. I'll never forget it. I grab my trench coat because the girls, my new friends, are about to leave for lunch. And the head of HR calls me into the office. If I said to you, I felt sick, but it isn't like an understatement. I was sick. Actually, even thinking about it, it's transporting me back to that day. So I walk into the office and I sit down and he looks at me and he said, Jess, so um, you might want to head home and pack your bags because you're moving to New York City on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he said to me. And oh my goodness, this girl who is never leaving Cork, never mind not following on her plan to do her master's or her plan in general, took a random decision to apply for a job and didn't tell anyone, so out of character, and now is being told she's moving to New York with two days notice. You can imagine my nerves, everything was up to 90. I was in that stage where, you know when they say it to you, you don't know whether to laugh at them, to cry at them, to walk out of the room. To be honest, I had no control over my response and I can't even remember what I said. I think I just made a noise back at that poor man. I left the room, rang my mother, lunch was cancelled, there definitely wasn't an appetite for the rest of that day, started roaring crying, couldn't understand how this had happened to me, how I had gotten so lucky but was also so petrified but sure it would only be for three months anyway because they'd probably send me back to Dublin because that's the furthest I'd ever been anyway. So it's the Saturday morning, I head to Cork Coffee Roasters for my last delicious coffee from there for a while, get my plain outfit ready, pop, you know, my laptop, a notebook, headphones, you know, the usual plain stuff in my little carry-on bag, but the rest of my life is in two suitcases ready to be flown over the ocean. Or so I thought. I arrived at JFK at about 11, no, about 10 p.m. on Saturday evening. Go through customs, get to baggage, and no baggage for Jess. The baggage was lost in Heathrow Airport. So again, it's been a crazy week. Trying not to cry again for maybe the third time that day. <laughs> and just say, it's okay. Go outside, hail a cab again. Didn't know what I was doing but jumped in uh, the closest one to me, I probably skipped the queue. I was emotional and still didn't know how New York City worked or anywhere I worked outside of my cozy comfort level. I got to this apartment in the center of Manhattan. To those who've never been to New York before or may have been there on a holiday, my apartment was next to the Empire State Building. So pretty central, pretty loud, and pretty overwhelming for a newbie. I arrive at the apartment and greeted by two lads who are two of my roommates, who on that first night probably thought I was an absolute mental case and probably still do, but in between now and then they've had such an impact on my life and made that what would be the best summer ever. So they see tear-stained me with no bags and are quite confused Maybe as confused as I was when I was first told I was going to New York. But I knew I was at home when I sat down on the couch and they offered to make me Barry's tea 
with almond milk. I mean, when you're distressed and they don't even know you're allergic to dairy, is that not the most beautiful welcome? <laughs> so I drank the tea. They headed out Saturday night in New York, as you do. And I went into my bedroom, no sheets, nothing in the room besides a lamp, a mattress, a bed, an empty chest of drawers, and my half empty carry-on suitcase. If you haven't gathered by now, I've officially left my comfort zone. As in comfort zone is Cork, and I'm in New York. It's been a crazy ride, and it's just the start of it. Surviving your first weekend in a strange city with not even clean underwear to your name, I tell you, it is daunting. But now I'll tell you how to handle that. You stay up all night because it's loud, it's scary. You hear noises you've never heard before. No one's awake in Ireland yet because it's four o'clock in the morning. So you can't call anyone. So you listen to a few songs on Spotify, you try and be calm, or was it even Spotify? To be honest, it was probably iTunes and some random Beyonce album because I needed a bit of diva in my life, a little empowerment to get me through this scary moment. So I finally fall asleep on this bed, just the mattress. I think actually one of the guys gave me a towel in fairness, so thanks for that. So I probably slept on the towel. 5 a.m. I'm still awake. I don't know whether it's the excitement, the jet lag, the sheer confusion as to where I am and what I'm doing. So I do a bit of a Google search and a Starbucks is open. So here begins my adventure. I toddle Starbucks at 5 a.m. in a Victoria's Secret hoodie that I've been wearing the night before. Actually, everything I've been wearing the night before because that's all the clothes I had. I then figure out that Forever 21 opens at 6 a.m. in Times Square. At five to six in the morning, do you think there is a queue outside Forever 21? Absolutely not. The streets are busy because it's New York, but it's more people coming home dressed in Forever 21 than going out in the morning to buy Forever 21. So I pop in, I buy shorts, t-shirts, underwear, I literally do a bit of a summer capsule wardrobe and it only cost about $80. So I'm, I'm pretty chuffed, you know, I'm pretty chuffed. I see that at 8 a.m. this other store opens. I go buy a towel and then I towel on back to the apartment to have a shower and freshen up. Sure, the lads are still in bed because they've only arrived home themselves, but all is well. I have a shower, I refresh, I put on my new outfit and out I head again. I spent the whole day walking around Manhattan and the smile didn't leave my face. I knew I'd officially left my comfort zone and I couldn't be happier. So that's where it started, but it's definitely not where it stopped. After the most incredible summer I've ever had, from learning so much about myself, being introduced to this other world, and also meeting some of the most incredible people that had such a huge impact. I knew it would never be the same. After leaving New York in September, I moved to London. And yet again, was the beginning of a new adventure. The only difference being, 
when I set out for New York, I was petrified. And was so, I don't even have any words, just emotional about the whole experience. But the girl who moved to London was excited to take on another new challenge and see where this one would take me. After 10 months in London, the most incredible people adding to my new friend group, adding to my life and the experiences they brought with it, I would move to Boston. And after about 14 months in Boston, New York was calling me back. So on November 10th, again, weird, weird with dates, I moved back to New York. And again, continued the journey that ended too soon. So now we are back in Dublin. Five years since finishing my finals and starting that new role. On June 4th, every year, I feel this excitement of how that Thursday, when I opened my mouth and thought I was getting in trouble, was that initiative and boss vibes, if you will, that changed everything. Or you could say it was back in March, the end of March, when I checked my emails and sent in that CV. There are so many moments when you are afraid to take that chance on yourself and afraid to gamble on yourself for fear of something, you know, incredible happening, good incredible or bad incredible. But one thing I have learned over the past five years is that leaving your comfort zone, no matter how terrifying it is, changes your life for the better. Between March 2015 and May 2020, there have been lots of first steps. Whether it was taking that job, starting a blog, yes, I had a blog, yes, it is on the internet still, if you can find it, you can also DM me and I may send it to you if I'm feeling like it. And even starting this podcast. They have all been equally as scary. Even five years on, last Monday, I was so scared to post it that I didn't even edit it or listen over it properly and sent it out onto the internet for fear of not doing it at all. So I too am still learning. I'm still an amateur at this and every day I am overcoming obstacles, emotions, but still trying to remember all the happy moments that led to this one. Had I not been brave or stubborn, probably more stubborn five years ago, I can't imagine where I'd be, probably still in Cork, what I'd be doing, who I'd know and what my life would look like. It certainly wouldn't look like it is today. I wouldn't be in Dublin. I wouldn't be working at a company that I adore. I wouldn't be surrounded by the most incredible people who are so supportive and I know have my back. Or maybe I would, but that's something I like to think about and it really excites me. So if you've learned anything from listening to me ramble for the last 21 minutes, to be honest, I'm, I'm surprised I got it this succinct. I thought it'd go on for hours. <laughs> but to my point, if you've learned anything in this last 21 minutes, 
hopefully it is, to take a chance on yourself. Gamble on that idea that is in the back of your mind that you keep pushing further and further away. Be your own best friend. Support yourself. Write that idea down. Leave the room. Come back in. And read it aloud. As though your best friend had that idea. And you think they should go through with it. Honestly, I really wanted to do this podcast for such a long time. And I kept preventing myself from doing it. I was the only person stopping myself. And in the last week, the feedback, the support, the wonderful messages I received, and even the email responses coming back from future speakers excited to participate has given me enough reason that this has been a good idea. So have faith in yourself. Give yourself a chance. And I hope after this episode and a few more, you pursue your goal and your passion project. Next week on That First Step Podcast, I am so excited to interview my first guest, the one and only, I won't spoil it. What I will tell you is she is so inspirational and in the last six months, she has turned her passion project into a full-blown business. And I'm so excited for you to hear her story. If she doesn't motivate you, I don't know who will. So please subscribe to Apple Podcasts and to Spotify to make sure you don't miss out. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and see you next week. Bye-bye.